This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to StockX, the only live marketplace for what's now and next. Whether it's the latest sneakers, apparel, electronics, collectibles, or trading cards, everything on StockX is brand new and 100% verified authentic. Hear that, Tom? I did. Authentic. With StockX, you have the power to shop millions of hard-to-find or sold-out products at their true market value. Discover products that are on trend and ahead of the trends by shopping on StockX. Download the app or sign up online to start buying and selling in a few easy clicks. Start shopping at StockX.com. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom, and I'm Tim. Timbo, how you doing this week? Tom, I'm pumped. Me, well, it, maybe you can tell I'm pumped too. Yeah. Why are you pumped? I don't know, I'm just uh, I'm trying to um, will myself to be excited about things. <laughs> well, don't say that. <laughs> don't don't tell like people a, on the show uh, I'm trying to will myself to be excited. A fake about it till this. you make it. If I act like I'm excited to be here, I think maybe uh, I might I might have some fun. How about you? How are you doing this week? I'm doing good, Tim. I've got Olympic fever. Oh no, <laughs> not that Olympic <laughs> fever, not the not the bad one. Well, that's not why they're not letting uh, anybody uh, you know come watch any of the things that are meant to be watched. Yeah, that's not that's not limited to the Olympics, Tom. What do you mean? The fever. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Olympics are worldwide in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. I would like to point I mean, out uh, Pitbull is worldwide as well. <laughs> He's Mister Worldwide. Tim, I like to point out. I feel like this isn't getting enough attention. Along the Olympics, it's on TV. No, an aspect of, of the uh. Olympics. Well, first off, it's on TV. But good luck trying to find it. I almost signed up for uh, Peacock because I was like, oh, I'll sign up for Peacock for a month if that's how I watch the Olympics. No, that's not how you watch the Olympics. It's how you watch some of the Olympics, but not all the Olympics. What What are you looking to watch? Athlete, athlete, athletics. Athletes. <laughs> I couldn't figure out if I want to say athletics or athletes. Yeah. Both. So yeah. I'd like to see athletes doing some athletics. But what I'd like to see is somebody addressing that I remember a long, long time ago. How how long in advance did they announce the the like cities Olympics are going to be in? Oh, like eight years, maybe. I think it's more than that. Yeah, I think they, it's like twelve like, years. You better spend all your city's money uh, <laughs> yeah. on, on infrastructure well, that you'll use for one. Yeah, I week. think it's like well, you better start raising taxes and yeah. building <laughs> roads to stadiums that single will only use be stadiums. Used, yeah. yeah, for for one qualifying match ever. Um, no, but I remember when these Olympics were first announced. I feel like these ones were announced more than 12 years ago. I want to say these were announced like 20 years ago. Okay. Something crazy. I would believe you, Tom. All right. I have no reason to doubt you. Um, other than the fact that you're usually wrong about things. I remember that they made uh, Tokyo, the like Tokyo Olympic Committee, or, or uh, yeah, I guess it's Tokyo, not all of Japan. Right. Um, the Tokyo Olympic Committee was like, all right, here's some of the things we're going to do for our Olympics. First off, we're going to broadcast everything as holograms by then. I mean, we have the... 
we have the technology. But they're not using it. I think it's because there's a pandemic. No, don't. Tim, don't let them off on this. They said they would broadcast everything as hologram. Actually, maybe they What does did, that mean, they'll maybe, broadcast everything as hologram? You know what? Actually, I don't know if that's what they said. <laughs> I think they might have just said that they would broadcast everything in 8K, which they are in Japan. Mm-hmm. If you have uh, an 8K television, uh, if you're some kind of a, a business mogul right. with an 8K TV. But the bigger thing that they promised was- The they resolution were, is is too much these days, Tom. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if 8K, like if you can actually, I mean, 4K is already like a bit of a stretch. I had to downgrade. From what? I had a 4K. It scared the hell out of me. I thought there were people <laughs> was, in my home. It was too, uh, did, yeah. you, did you watch the video of the train pulling into the station and you thought. <laughs> Tom, I, I, I ran from my home screaming. Yeah, well, yeah, some sick bastard went out and, and you know, upscaled used artificial it? intelligence yeah. to upscale it. Make it 60 frames per second just to scare a whole new generation. <laughs> yes, I threw out my television. Well, I can't blame you for that, Tim. Um, but the other thing that they promised that they said would happen was they said in 2020, guess what's going to happen at our Olympics? We're going to have a, ro- a team of robots that's going to be able to compete in soccer. Hmm. I, do you think Boston Dynamics... Uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, the robot company. Yeah, do you think they they could send some soccer playing guys over there? No, because Boston Dynamics, like, they're... Ro- they just make killing machines? <laughs> <laughs> they just make robots that you mount guns to. Yeah. Uh, no, they're... It'd be a bloodbath if they ever tried to play a soccer match. <laughs> well, their robots are, like, the robots are really cool, but they're essentially like souped up versions of you know what they've got in the hall of presidents at disney world like they have to be programmed Tom, what they're going to send these robots to <laughs> kill you for saying that well that i don't doubt be- because they can program these things really well they're gonna sell some of those robots to the nypd they already have for 45 billion dollars <laughs> uh-huh. and they're gonna sick them on you for saying that they're that uh, that they're they belong in the Hall of Presidents. Hey, that's an honor. If if I said they, I didn't say they belong in the Hall of Presidents. That'd be very confusing to children. <laughs> they would think at some point there was a robot president, and the country thought better of it and was like, "Ah, we'll go back to uh, men." I guess. Um, and the, and hey, we've seen how well that that's been going. Hey, am, am I, I right? right? Hey, hey, what's the deal with politics? Um. No, but like the the Boston Dynamics robots, like they have to be programmed like, hey, go from here to here. Now they're good at you can tell it like go from here to here. Kick the ball into the goal. And like if something gets in your way, jump over it or whatever. But they can't kill it. But they can kill it. Destroy it. (laughs) Rip it limb from limb. Make it into goo. If you happen to run into an obstacle like a like a curb or maybe a garbage can, uh, rip all of its limbs off to get around it. Fire your guns. Um, but they they can't be programmed. They don't have like the intelligence to like play a sport on their own. Hmm. I'm sure you could program two of them to like pass a ball back and forth. But if somebody took the ball from them. You'd have to be like, well, kill them. (laughs) (laughs) We we don't have the technology to program how to like kick that out from under them. So you're upset that 20 years ago. Yeah. 
the Olympic Committee. Who who said the, this? Uh, the Tokyo Olympic Committee. Look, uh, they they probably could do that stuff. It's- no, they can't. They didn't say we can make a a team that can play soccer. There's they said we're going to make a team that can compete. They're going to be an Olympic team. They might win the whole thing. All right. So they didn't. <laughs> yeah. And you're concerned well, that that's not getting enough attention. Yeah. Held accountable in what way? Next time they want to run the Olympics, tell them we got to see those robots I first. I think <laughs> everyone throughout the entire country of Japan <laughs> <laughs> would agree that they should not host the yeah. Olympics ever well, again. Well, that's, that's the other disappointing thing, that apparently, uh, like, Nintendo is going to have a much bigger part, which, yeah. you know, is cool. It's Nintendo. And they wisely, a little while ago, were like, uh, actually, on second thought, we want to be associated with this at a all. Lot of, a lot of brands. Yeah. Stop that. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, too, because, like, part of the deal with the Olympics, right, is that, like, mm. Build all these stadiums, build all yeah. this stuff. Oh, yeah. And we'll bring so much tourism there that you it'll know. more than pay for it. And yeah. Then and, like, don't, and don't check if that's ever been the case before <laughs> in the last hundred years. I mean, it's, defi- it's definitely been the case more than this year when they're just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody's allowed to go. Yeah. Um, Stinks. It do- yeah, it does sink. I don't know. I I don't understand if they delayed it one year. Why not just wait another year just to be sure? Yeah, because everything will be fine by next summer. I mean, I guess who the hell knows? Maybe, maybe it was good that they did this. Maybe this is going to be the last Olympics <laughs> yeah. ever. Um, but I was researching, Tim, to see what, what sports me and you could still compete in. Because a lot of Olympic athletes are much younger. A lot. A lot. Like, Almost all. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> um, but there are some sports that, that I think we, we, we would. Oh, s- I know what you're going to say. What? Uh, just like old Gina Davis herself. Well, archery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, this wasn't even that interesting when I looked into it. There is like a 58 year old woman, uh, playing table tennis though. And that's one of those ones that was like, oh yeah, table tennis. You need to have like super fast reactions at the Olympic level. You gotta play smart, Tom. You gotta play fast, but you also gotta play smart. A lot of, uh, like fake swings and stuff. You think? Yeah. A lot of hidden ball tricks that 58 year olds (laughs) got in her back pocket and in her back pocket. She's also probably got a couple of trick balls. Yeah. They don't check for those. Well, it's not against the rules to use a trick ball every once in a while. (laughs) A trick ball that like, uh, it can be hit one time, but the second time it turns into powder. (laughs) Oh boy. I mean, honestly, the, the, the scientists in Tokyo, Sure, they may have let us down with the with the soccer playing robots, but they did develop a ping pong ball that on the first hit is, acts perfectly normally. On the second hit, just turns into powder. Um, we should be, you know, devoting our scientific resources to. Yeah, I guess a lot of trick balls with ping pong. It would have to be like it can't do this on the first hit. <laughs> it has to do it on the second hit, or maybe you just slip it. You know, you get a man on the inside to yeah. slip it to the other person. Like, here, use this ball. And they don't know it's it's a sticky ball. Right. You know, they're going to hit it. It's going to stick paddle. to the paddle. Yeah, it's a and, fault right there. Yeah, exactly. And then the ref's going to be like, hey, rules are rules. Yeah. And the rules don't say anything about trick balls. Sorry. <laughs> um, I didn't know, though. 
So, I mean, the sports that we could do, like I said, it's actually kind of boring. That's like, you know, golf. Equestrian was another one that I thought like, oh, we're too old. But no, a lot of rich old people are uh, equestrian. Do they ride the horses or do they just pay people? No, no, ride they the ride horses? the horses. Oh, okay. Um, but they, they pay the horses, though, they, right? Of course, the horses are handsomely own, paid. Bring your own horse? Yeah, you bring your own horse. You train with the horse. the The horse is honestly more the athlete than the person. I that's think. what I'm saying. But the, yeah. uh, the person's getting all the glory in that, right? Right? Like a horse doesn't win the Olympics, right? Uh, God, I hope not. Right? The whole thing. But if if you're if we're just treating the horse as a tool, it'd be like yeah. a basketball team being like, we practice with this ball, so we have to play the game with this ball. <laughs> Don't let a horse hear you say that, Tim. No, that's, that's how we're. I think the horse. They should put oh, the medals yeah. on the horses. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure it's just some. At the very least, they should also put the medals on the horses. Don't you think? Also, at the end of the Olympics, there should be one winner. Out of everything. Out of everything. Yeah. It's like, this is the person that won. Well, they would take all the gold medalists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'd all have to compete in something. Like an MTV's The Challenge style. Yeah, final. like a, a final obstacle course right. or something. Um, and each element of the obstacle course would play to each gold medal mm. winner, winner's sport, right? Well, yeah, put a pin in that thought because I got a sport for you. But um, the oldest... The oldest uh, person competing in the Olympics ever seventy two. Okay, uh, so slightly older than you, <laughs> a forty year old. But man. this was, I think, in the forties. The Olympics used to have art, was... art categories, <laughs> so they had painting, engraving, and etching. Who could do it fastest? No, <laughs> no, like you know, judging it like like a gymnast routine of like, all right, we've got a panel of judges. Make some what art in the world. They did this, yeah. And the per- and this person that won, they won by drawing like uh, people playing polo. And it's like, oh, you're playing to the mm. to the stands here, sportos. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's like, hey, sports. You know, somebody else is probably like, mm. oh, this is my dying lover. Yeah, it's like, hey, this is a bunch of dying lover. This is a bunch like a of bowl of fruit, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> well, a bowl of fruit. Come on, they've seen that a million times. Yeah, but. If you do that, you have to learn how to do the basics before you can subvert, subvert them. Tom. Yeah, but there's the Olympics, Tim. If you're in the Olympics for art, you've got the basics down. They didn't just get some old man off the street. Do you know about this this sport, though? This, I, I it, it, it hasn't happened yet, so I'm very excited to watch it. The modern pentathlon. No, I don't know about it. So, you know, like decathlon, triathlon. It's like running and swimming and yeah. biking and shooting and stuff. Here are the events for the modern pentathlon. First one, fencing. Okay. Second one, swimming. <laughs> Tom, these are... Well, listen, third one, more fencing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Wait, pentathlon? Yeah. So it's just five? Yeah. And two of them are fencing? <laughs> well, they count the fencing once, I oh, think. Okay, or, okay. Yeah. Okay. More fencing. But then the, the next one. Now, oh, but this time you're all wet. Perhaps. From the swimming. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's that, like the sword might slip yeah, out of exactly. your hand. Now here's where things get wacky. Fourth one, equestrian with an unfamiliar horse. See? <laughs> yep. They they are in. They have to draw horses out of a hat. 
Ah, I like this. They're only allowed to meet their horse 20 minutes beforehand. You shouldn't get to meet it at all. And some (laughs) of the horses should be mean. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. If it's like, well, we try and get like, you know, 20 horses. They're all similar temperament or it's like, no, some of these are like the best horses in the world. Some of these are like (laughs) horses we found at the glue factory. (laughs) Some of these are wild horses we captured (laughs) that have not been tamed. And yeah, it all, uh, you know, it's, it's luck of the draw to a certain point. Then the last event laser run. Laser run. Laser run. This sounds awesome. Like Qzar? A little bit. So it is target shooting with a laser gun with like a big like laser. Sorry. uh, You got too excited. (laughs) A big laser pistol. But they like shoot a target and then have to run uh, like 800 meters, pick up the gun again, shoot the target like exhausted, run again. They have to do it four times. And apparently, like, the the real trick of it is, like, yeah, you can shoot a gun accurately, but can you shoot a gun accurately when you're, like, going to vomit because yeah. you're so exhausted? And it's you have to be good at, apparently, like, controlling your breath and, like, holding your breath and shooting. You should also have to do a shot of whiskey. Uh, maybe that's, like, a, you know, they don't put that in the rules, but it's, like, a yeah. gentleman's agreement that they all also do a shot of whiskey. Now, this sport, I, I don't think I'd be able to okay, do. Okay, I, I was wondering if you thought you'd be able because, like, I think all of that. No, I yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even like to meet an unfamiliar horse. I don't want to be within 100 yards of an unfamiliar horse. Tom, mm-hmm. we have a special subject this week. Yeah, we sure do. You couldn't believe that we haven't covered uh, this this topic before. Yeah, yeah, I still can't believe it. Yeah, we talk about him a lot. Mm-hmm. This week, Ben Affleck. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Affleck. Tim, I thought we were doing this episode about Bella Fleck. And the Fleck tones? Yeah. The, the the banjo player? Yeah, the, the banjo band. Oh, no. <laughs> All my notes are about them. People don't like when you pull that bit. Um, <laughs> Why don't they like that? Remember when we were doing a Steven Spielberg episode <laughs> and you pretended that you got him confused with little Steven Van Zandt? Yeah. People love that. People love Steven Van Zandt. People got so upset with you. People yeah. were are still mad about it. Did you hear recently that apparently uh 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 what's his name? Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini was mm-hmm. offered the office. Mm-hmm. They offer him like $4 million. After Steve Carell left. Yeah, and HBO offered him $3 million to not do it. Yeah. When it sounded like he didn't want to do it anyway, like he wasn't even really considering it. Yeah. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. So HBO was just trying to protect the legacy of The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of shitty, I think, but I don't know. It is, but it's like, to what end? Yeah. To like... Like, sell DVDs at the time? What was that? Probably, like, 2011? Yeah. Like, were they... Like, what was HBO doing to, like, exploit the Sopranos that they, you know, 
right half that they a were like after the 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 series everyone's ended. gonna stop watching it if, yeah. if he's on where it's like no actually people might go back and watch yeah. it because he's back on like one of the most popular shows on hmm. tv Anyway, I feel like The Office, like the latter seasons of The Office, I recently rewatched The Office uh, mm-hmm. during the pandemic. And like latter seasons, I hadn't seen a lot of. Um, and I was never you watched it a lot when we were roommates. Mm-hmm. So like I, I saw a lot of it that way, but I was like never real. You were too busy reading Big literary books. Dostoevsky. Yeah, that's, that's what I was busy mm-hmm. reading, and I was like, "Oh, what is this? The Office, an American workplace." That's what it was. Um, but, at the time, I was like, uh, "I prefer the British Office." <laughs> but uh, uh, the latter seasons, it seemed like like NBC kind of like lost their minds about like uh, like TV's ending. <laughs> And we have a hit show and the main guy doesn't want to do it anymore. What do we do? Right. Uh, but again, I don't know how that affected HBO. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Hey, uh, if you know the answer, write in. Let us know. <laughs> Tom, we mm-hmm. gotta stay focused because yeah. this is a like deceptively big topic. Right. Because it's Ben Affleck. Uh-huh. Tom, Ben Affleck is a man. Who contains multitudes, right? Hell, the God, yeah, he does. There's Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. There's acclaimed director, Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And and screenwriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though he only did that one. There's a... Uh, well, no, he, well, does, he, he did, does the uh, screenplays for the yeah. movies that he writes. Yeah, too, yeah. That, that he, he directs. Yeah. He does the screenplays for the movie. Yeah, Tim, of course. Uh, the, uh, do, uh, Doi ever uh, attended uh, a screenwriting class? Uh, he does. He's uh. There's dumb movies. Ben Affleck. Well, like what? Like uh, Armageddon, Pearl oh, Harbor, yeah, yeah. like that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like prominent Boston scumbag <laughs> Ben Affleck, right? Like, yeah. like smoking uh, cigarettes, getting his back tattooed, Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. uh, getting kicked out of the Hard Rock Casino for <laughs> counting cards. Yeah. Um. There's uh there's Project Greenlight Ben Affleck. Arguably the best Ben Affleck. There's uh you know, the tabloid lover Ben Affleck. <laughs> so there's so much to talk about. Yes, and I yeah. feel like Tom, we're gonna try to cover it all, but mm-hmm. but we can't. So I feel like we can't go on tangents about <laughs> the, office Candolfini in the office. Candolfini. All right, I'll try. Uh, laser shooting at the Olympics. <laughs> I just feel like we had to, for once in our goddamn lives, let's try to stay focused. <laughs> this is important. Are you worried that uh, a la Richard Marks, Ben Affleck's going to listen to this episode and I get think, mad? I, I, I hope he listens to it. Where do we come down on Ben Affleck? I love him. He's so charismatic. Yeah. He's so charming. And I feel like people want to get down on him because he's a Boston scumbag. <laughs> but compared to the other acting Boston scumbags, like, right. wouldn't you rather like him than Mark Wahlberg? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because Mark Wahlberg's like a phony Boston scumbag. Like he's a Boston scumbag, but now he's like a big like I'm I'm a religious guy. Yeah. And like it's like, come on, man, just be a scumbag. That's yeah. your true nature. But he, but he was like, oh, <laughs> but, well, I think that's a, the problem. He was a hate crime Boston scumbag. Yeah, that was the problem. That Ben Affleck has successfully walked the line of like uh, 
at worst annoying Boston scumbag. Now we say at worst with the caveat of you know this might not age well, right? As far as we know, yeah. There there have been uh, a couple of uh, uh, accusations against him. Oh, not not no awful that's... things, but not good things either. Okay. Like right. uh, I don't want to know about them. Yeah, right now in the right. in, in the context of a comedy podcast. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. And and honestly, it sounds like, you know, not that this excuses it, but I think, uh, you know, related to his drinking, okay. uh, his drinking problems. Yes. But I want to big po- history of addiction issues in this family. Tom. Yeah, I've I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, that that's, you know, what what happens often mm-hmm. uh, gets passed down, unfortunately. Yeah. Did you have something else to say about that, or you just want to say? No, there's some really sad stuff in his family. Yeah, yeah, no, there. Hey, ain't none of my business. Right, you're like, hey, let's not talk about his, uh, you know, uh, accusations that he's been uh, inappropriate. Let's talk about his addiction. No, I'm saying let's let's move on. Let's talk about how he touched touched the the famous lady's butt. Yeah, he finally, after what twenty years, he finally got to touch JLo's butt. Yeah, she doesn't let just anybody touch that butt. That's the most famous butt in the world. Would you say it's the most famous butt in the world, Tom? It is insured by Lloyd's of London. <laughs> oh, wow, and they won't insure just anything, no. Tim. Um, I don't know. There might be like you know, like somebody in China or India or something with like a more famous butt, and it's just like, well, we're not plugged into those pop cultures. Yeah, but I think uh, I still think it might be J Lo. I would still put, hey, they'd throw me out of the casino for putting a bet on that because they'd be like, you're you've got an unfair advantage of who's got the most famous butt in the world. Why would you (laughs) be like, well, why are you taking these bets? Wait, why would you have an unfair advantage? Because of course she does. But again, why offer that as something you can bet on? Tom, this woman is an award-winning actress. She's a great, a phenomenal actress. Yes. And, a and multi-platinum music star, and all mm-hmm. you want to talk about is her. It's not all I want to talk about. I'm just saying that that's what she's very known for. And Ben Affleck finally got butt? to touch her butt. I don't. It didn't look like a lotioning. It mm-hmm. looked like just. A, it wasn't even like a squeeze or anything. It was, you know, perhaps uh, caught mid pat, right? Uh, perhaps just resting it on her butt. But yeah, they were they were on a, a yacht together. And uh, the paparazzi got a picture of uh, him. The paps. Laying his hand across her bikini bottom. Mm-hmm. All right. And that has been <laughs> the Ben Affleck episode. You, you just Man, wanted to make sure we covered that. We up. stayed on topic and we finished early. Tim, our first episode of 2010, we predicted... That 2010 would be the year of 20 Ben for Ben Affleck. Now, at the time, Ben Affleck was kind of down and out. Mm-hmm. This was like post uh, uh, Geely, mm-hmm. post Daredevil, right? Yeah, he had been in he had been in kind of like a series of flops post Jersey Girl. Hey, Jersey Girl! I, I never saw Jersey Girl. <laughs> uh, but you know, he kind of had that thing happen that a lot of uh, uh, young uh, Hollywood stars have once they're like not young anymore. Of like, well, now we've got these huge expectations for you, right? Uh, and then you know, he had kind of like a series of flops, 
And uh, he had kind of like fallen out of favor a bit, it felt like. Right. Uh, he wasn't seen as a star. But nine months after we made our prediction about 2010 being the the, the year I, of 20 I think Ben. you're rewriting history a little bit. Mm-hmm. I made that prediction and you mocked me for it. I don't think so. Unfortunately, the episode's not available, so it can't be checked. Yeah. No, I, we were both excited about 20 Ben. We, we were both pulling for the guy. There were two There were two <laughs> predictions we made that, number one, 2010 would be 20 Ben, the year of Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. and number two, that they would introduce some sort of milker net situation where it'd be plumbing where you could get milk. Yeah, you, would, of, you would have another faucet at yeah. your sink. And that didn't it would come just to fruition. Milk. Oh, you don't know. Maybe it didn't nope. in certain areas. Okay. I mean, of course, they can't roll it Wisconsin, out nationwide. Wisconsin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe they've got a, you know, a, a cheese button as well. I don't know how the cheese would come out. Maybe it's string cheese and it comes out through another, a Tom, smaller We, we have to stay focused what? here. Sorry. Nine months after. Nine we, months after. You and I we, both together. We, me with the support of you and not mocked by you at all. We inseminated the idea. Incepted, let's say. No, inseminated. Not... Because then nine months later, the baby was born. Okay. And that baby was the movie The Town. Ooh. That Ben Affleck made and starred in. Right? I never saw it. <laughs> it was a good movie. I've heard it's good. I keep meaning to watch it. That wasn't the first, like, the uh, Gone Baby Gone was before that, right? I think so, a little bit before that. But, but, I, the- but I think Gone Baby Gone, it was like, oh, all right. But then the town, it was like, oh, okay, this guy's got legitimate directing chops. You guys are going to break into and steal from Fenway Park? Yeah. What are you, nuts? Yeah. Were you not a true Boston fan? Mm. Uh, the town comes out. Uh, that was the first time I, fi- I I saw who Jeremy Renner was, and I was like, "Oh, that guy." <laughs> You're like, "I'm gonna keep an eye on this guy." No, I don't it, trust. It's them. a name that I had heard before, and I was like, "Oh, this guy just looks like a shifty guy." I'm surprised you heard that name before. I don't wow. know if I had. What was he in before that? I don't know things. Tom, this is a Ben Affleck episode. Not yeah. Uh, and then since then, Tim, he went on to make Argo. Mm-hmm. He won Best Picture mm-hmm. at the Oscars themselves. Although he wasn't even nominated for Best Director. Yeah, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's anti-Boston bias right there, yeah. which I'm sure he yelled about at the after party a lot. They <laughs> uh, made Gone Girl with David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Then the motherfucker became Batman. Right. I mean- Now that's you, a hell of a decade. To you, that's the pinnacle of- Ugh. Yeah, winning an Oscar and then becoming Batman. Yeah, uh, it's not just for me, Tim. It's a pinnacle for anyone. Right, but he never like played Batman in a Batman movie. <laughs> no, he played Batman in a series of bad movies. Right, but but he was a he was a decent Batman. I I okay, no, this, I not, honestly listen. I get to say it. I wish he got to make his Batman movie. Because he was going to write and direct a Batman Mm -hmm. movie. And he had written. And that was like part of how they got him, I think. Mm -hmm. Because they were like, look, you're going to have to like be in, you know, this big movie. But but like Ben Affleck, we're going to let you make a big, you know, summer blockbuster. 
And, and we'll let it be one of the prestigious ones where we'll put it. We'll make it the Batman. Right. Well, I mean, this was post Christopher Nolan. So I'm sure they were like, look at what we let Christopher Nolan do. We gave him fucking hundred million dollars and told him, like, go nuts, do whatever you want. He we'll- made one and a quarter good movies. <laughs> we'll let you do that. Nah, he made two good movies. The third one's not that good. Um, it has its moments. The parts of The Dark Knight. Yeah. That Keith Ledger is not. Yeah, in that's are true. Yeah. Interminable. Yeah, the Batman parts are not yeah. very good in The Dark Knight. Um, but I'm sure that that's what they pointed to. That they were like, "This is what you're going to be. You, this is going to be even even beyond being able to make that movie. It was like this is going to be your stepping stone. You're going to be a new Christopher Nolan or uh, like uh, uh, the." Uh, Macquarie, the guy who does the Mission Impossible, right. where it's like you're going to be the new guy that makes these huge summer movies that cost a fortune, but you get your creative control, so you can kind of do cool things. Do you think and then that's he, appealing to a guy that won an Oscar for Best Picture for like not a comic book movie? What do you mean? Like, do you think he saw that as like, oh, I've graduated to this, or do you think he was just like? Eh, oh, I don't actually kind of like a step, like a nice, uh, like diversion, but like this isn't like, oh, I finally made it where like I get to make summer blockbusters. Well, no, but I think getting being able to make a summer blockbuster and like Warner Brothers thing at the time was like hey Wacko, yakko and dot <laughs> was like we'll you know we're we're hands off with our directors right so i think for him it was like you're gonna get to make like a hundred million two hundred million dollar whatever like crazy budget movie and also guess what you're gonna get so fucking rich making those movies he's rich enough no, nobody ever thinks I'm rich enough, especially in Hollywood. Right. And I'm sure it was just like, you always think this, you always think that like all these people in Hollywood don't want to make big things because you listen to these interviews where they're like, actually, I like making indie movies and you buy it. They like making the big movies, making the big bucks. That's what he wanted. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I know Ben Affleck better than anyone. This week's episode is brought to you by Ned. Tim, uh, we're both uh, uh, CBD fans for things like uh, anxiety and sleeping and inflammation. When it comes to CBD, I can't be denied. Oh, I see. I I, I simply won't be denied, but that, that would be WB. Well, but here's the problem with the CBD market. It's extremely saturated over the last few years. You see CBD everywhere. Uh, it seems like you can buy it at every coffee shop, grocery store, online. So you have to be careful where you buy your CBD because just like with low quality alcohol, low quality CBD can have undesired effects. That's why the CBD brand I trust is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the whole freaking world. Mm -hmm. Ned produces several quality full spectrum hemp oil products extracted from organically grown hemp plants, all sourced from an independent farmer named Jonathan. 
in Paonia, Colorado. If you have a minute, do a Google search for that place. It's beautiful. Beautiful. A gorgeous place. These products that Ned offers are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. They're chock-full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and tri- trichomes? Easy for you to say. Well, yeah. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endo endocannabinoid system mm-hmm. to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. Uh, let me tell you about two of the big two two of the most popular products they got, Tim. Sleep blend. Everybody has trouble sleeping nowadays. Well, this sleep blend will help you sleep because it blends CBN. You know about CBN? It's a powerful cannabinoid that promotes sleep. With 750 milligrams of CBD made from the world's purest single source, full spectrum hemp oil, and organic and wildcrafted botanicals used in traditional medicine to foster rest. Then their other uh, most popular product, full spectrum hemp oil, which you can just kind of use daily for better sleep, reduce anxiety, pain relief, just an all around good thing to have, uh, make you feel good. Full transparency, Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products and their extraction processes, all right there on their site, which you're not going to find with a lot of these other places. If you want to check out Ned and their full-spectrum hemp oil or sleep blend for yourself, we have a special offer for Complete Guide to Everything audience. Go to www.helloned.com slash guide and enter guide at checkout for 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash guide to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order. Thank you to Ned for sponsoring our program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out BetterHelp.com slash guide. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful. Tim, you probably look at a guy like me and you think I've got it all. Mm. I've got it made in the shade. Sure. Well, no, even even guys like me, Tim, get stressed out sometimes. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're uh, starting to feel strain in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased about your life, someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides on anything. When there are things you can't tell anyone or feel like you can't unload to family and friends, you need to unload it, and that's what therapy can be. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Complete Guide to Everything listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash guide. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash guide. All right, Tom, in the interest of not having you talk about batman for the next 45 he's minutes. playing batman again in the flash look at this guy 
Does he not have the life? He's on a yacht with his hand on JLo's butt. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's got a stuntman in Glasgow, England, uh, in his costume riding a motorcycle around. He gets to be Batman without the risk of falling off a motorcycle. And I feel like every time they make these movies, uh, they're all these Batman, they make these motorcycles that are not meant to be ridden <laughs> and they fall off them all the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tom. He does Affleck, ride motorcycles, though. He, he owns five mo- motorcycles, wow. I learned from IMDb. He owns five motorcycles. Yeah. Holy hell. You know what else I learned that he owns? What? Hey, this is a new segment that we'll do every week. <laughs> what, is Jay, what does uh, Ben Affleck own? <clears throat> no. Uh, cue up the theme music for Affleck F-Facts. What? F-Facts? Yeah. What is that supposed it's to be? facts mean? about Ben Affleck. But why is there an A in it? Why can't it just be Ben Affleck facts? Ben Affleck. Ben Affacts. That's what I just said. No, Affleck, but don't Affleck. say but don't say Affleck before. Just say Ben Affacts. But then it could be facts about any Ben. It would have to be a Ben Ah. Benny yeah. Hanna. It could be about Benny Hanna. Yeah. See, and then you give yourself some room, actually. Oh, then we can... If you run if, out of Ben Affleck yeah. facts, we can talk about Benny Hanna facts. Um, he owns fo- five motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, you already said that fact, Tim. Oh, boy, we're already recycling <laughs> facts. He owns... Tom, you'll like this. He uh-huh. owns vintage Miss Pac-Man and Millipede arcade games. Wow. Which, you could own arcade games. I mean, all those, if you own a Miss Pac-Man and, and Millipede, it, it's vintage because they didn't make like new ones recently. Yeah. But would you want that in your, like, would you ever play Millipede if it was in your home? No. I mean, I was never like r- real into the, and Pac-Man's fun, of course, but like, I don't know, whenever I'm at an arcade and they've got like those like early 80s games, I'm always like, eh. I think it's foolish to buy an arcade cabinet with just one game because that's the the benefit of having a system. Mm-hmm. You can play different games. <laughs> so you think instead of this Ben Affleck maybe should have bought like a PlayStation or an You're Xbox. A Switch. Yeah. Uh I think he doesn't mind uh you know, he's probably got room in his house. Oh, I thought you said he wasn't rich enough and he needed to be in more well, Batman movies. he's got enough room for two arcade systems, but maybe he wants to buy some more, so that's why he wanted to make a Batman movie. Tom, do you remember uh, in school we watched the first Ben Affleck? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Voyage of the, the Mimi. Voyage of the Mimi. Which was his first. It was a PBS show. Right. That was um, created to be watched mm-hmm. in sixth grade classrooms. I watched it in fifth grade. Whoa. I was advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about shipwrecked, uh, people. Yeah, it was educational, but I didn't understand what aspect of it was educational. Yeah, there was- The survival aspect, I guess? survival, but I don't see why they needed to show that to suburban kids on Long Island. (laughs) No, here's here's what happens if you get in a shipwreck. Here's how to, like, distill water using a garbage bag. Yeah, and all I remember is at one point there was- I mean, I guess I remember how to distill water with a garbage bag. (laughs) I remember at one point they were trying to stay warm at night. Desalinate water, not distill. Um, 
And the way they did it was the old man that was shipwrecked on the the boat. Uh huh. Ben Affleck took off their clothes and got into a sleeping bag together. Yeah. Oh, like, Tim, you think I don't remember that? You think that didn't all hell didn't break loose in a sixth grade classroom when an old man and a young Ben Affleck got into a sleeping bag naked together to Tom, stay warm? Uh. I, my favorite Ben Affleck is Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck. Yeah. And uh, uh, I feel like that's the truest to who he actually exactly. is. Exactly. And the best, like the distillation of that is like director's commentaries on on like those early Kevin Smith movies where mm-hmm. uh, Ben Affleck participates. Yeah. Um, and it's just like Kevin Smith. Ben Affleck and Jason Mewes talking over a terrible movie for like <laughs> 90 to 120 and, and minutes. And Ben Affleck drinking. Yeah. And Jason Mewes brought up that scene <laughs> oh, in Voyage of the Baby. And it's the only time I've ever seen like, you know, Ben Affleck always goes out of his way to like be charming and like, right. all, except when paparazzi shots are like showing him sad and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like always like, oh. There's a microphone on. I'm gonna yeah yeah. And he was just like, I, it's the only time I've ever heard him like l- like lose his cool and be like, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Appreciate it. Yeah, really <laughs> cool that you brought that up. Because at that point, he wasn't like that far away from it. Yeah yeah, and he wasn't that famous yeah. yet. Like he was on his he was on his way up, and I think he was probably like real conscious of like I got to play everything right right now. Because like um, I'm on my way up, but like something embarrassing, yeah, uh, getting brought to light. <laughs> Me getting into a sleeping bag naked with an old man, and he was like a teenager, right? Yeah, yeah. Around the same time, he was in a Burger King commercial. Tom, have oh. you ever seen this commercial? I don't think I have. Actually, I'm surprised. Picture this: Ben Affleck. Maybe teen. I saw it on television. No, I had never seen it. I saw it for the oh, first okay. time. Today. Yeah, and we've seen all the same Burger King commercials. I mean, we came up together. We we watched the same stuff. Ben Affleck, teen, driving around in a car. Mm-hmm. His car phone rings. <laughs> Already, Whoa, you're like, wow. all right. He answers it, and it's a lady talking in a real sexy voice. Is it J Lo? Is it a young J Lo? No, it's just another teen. She was a teen, and it's like, hello. Is this Burger King? Mm. And uh, Ben Affleck looks up. He's driving. He's driving right by a Burger King. Right. So he goes, and "Uh, yeah, it's a Burger King." And meanwhile, that phone call's costing like eleven ninety nine a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Can you deliver to my house uh, like a Whopper and yeah. fries?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah, absolutely." Which is like. Burger King didn't you're, have freaking delivery. Yeah, and you're and don't put out a commercial implying that maybe you do. That's just gonna cause uh, confusion in the marketplace. Yeah. But his whole thing is like this lady sounds sexy. Yeah, sexy. so I'll do I'm anything. Bring, I'm gonna go bring her Burger King, and here I am. And see, so he goes, gets it. She gives him his address. He goes, leaves it in front of the door, knocks on the door, but his his car phone rings again. Mm-hmm. He goes and runs to to answer it. He goes, hello? Oh, hi, Dad. Meanwhile, this babe comes out in a a, miniskirt. What? Picks up the the Burger King, goes inside, and he goes, yeah, I'll be right home, Dad. Yeah. He didn't even get his money for the... I I don't understand. Did, did, Did the woman think the Burger King was free? 
Maybe she gave him his credit card uh, number, her credit card number, and then he stole her identity. Maybe that's what he was really at. He was like, "I'll be right home, Dad," and he'll be yeah. like, "Dad, <laughs> guess what? Yeah, now, we, another one." Yeah. We, oh, yeah. A, maybe his dad was a, a mob guy. Yeah, and they were putting ads in the newspaper, like "Call for Burger King delivery." Oh, yeah, and yeah. They would go hey, to the car just phone. give us your, your credit card number. Yeah. We'll bring it right to you. And then you, if you actually bring it to him, well, that's going to lower a lot of suspicion. You know, yeah. people and back then people had to wait for their credit card bill to come. Yeah. So as long as they got their Burger King, they think everything happened yeah. fine. And at the time, like a Whopper meal, mm-hmm. it was before value meals. Yeah. I mean, it's probably. Yeah, you had to pay for that stuff individually. Yeah, but it probably cost him $7, drop yeah. that off, and then he could spend thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah, you can go to Lord and Taylor's with yeah. that credit card number. It's probably, he probably went, you'll be right home, dad. Picked up his dad, went right to Lord and Taylor's. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's get some new suits. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. we all know uh, that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote the Goodwill Hunting uh, script. So they claim. <laughs> I mean, they at least wrote a draft of it. Yeah. I think at some point it was like a murder mystery or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think I have heard that like, oh yeah, it, it had like more elements to it. Cause, yeah. Because I mean, the movie, it's a great movie. Never seen it. You've never seen it? I fell asleep while I was watching it one time. Um, it's and a, I saw enough of it that I was like, I don't want to watch all this again. Uh, It's a great movie, but like, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot. It's a small story. Like, and, and it's actually, yeah, it's kind of surprising that like these two first time screenwriters would be so restrained i mm-hmm. think in there like no we're going to tell a small story about this guy who's smart but he's got a real chip on his shoulder but not more than smart he's like a genius but yeah to to not it's easy to imagine Ben Affleck being like, yeah, and then he robs a casino. <laughs> I think that's what it was. It was like a crime caper yeah. or something or a oh. mob story They or should something. make that one. Yeah. Um uh but did you know mm-hmm. the reason it got made is because Ben Affleck's buddy, Kevin Smith, was like, let me bring this to my buddy, Harvey Weinstein <laughs> from the Miramax <laughs> Company. Mm-hmm. Um which uh Look, maybe in a few years, this won't be the case, but I haven't heard a bad word about Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> right. Notor- notorious uh, good man, Harvey Weinstein. Um, yeah, I mean, it is it is very, uh, you know, off-putting, I guess, about like how many, you know, people came up through Miramax and came yeah. up through Harvey Weinstein. Like the guy was a kingmaker there for mm-hmm. a bit. So, uh, yeah, it's not surprising to hear like, oh, yeah, no, somebody brought him a script and like, you know, he got Gus Van Zandt on board and they're off to the races. Yeah, Mork to sign up for it. But yeah, you got Mork for Mork and Mindy to mm-hmm. sign up. Uh, and he was like, Mork, you're gonna, you're gonna have to do uh, a Boston accent. You can't do the, uh, uh, you know, the accent from Ork. Right. An Orkian like, accent. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've never seen even one episode of Mork and Mindy. Uh, I remember it was on like, it's on Nick, Nick and Night. At Night. Yeah, but I was, I was never interested. I would I'd watch Happy it. Days till the yeah. came home. Yeah. <sighs> I I never liked either of those shows. I like the older, you know, like I've, the Dobie Gillis 
and Mr. Ed. Those, those were my jam. It's like, I don't want these newfangled uh, Mork from Ork. And, and... I, I was I was with you, but then when Welcome Back, Cotter came on, I got really into Welcome yeah, Back, Yeah, I mean, Welcome Back, Cotter was pretty good, too. I don't know. I'm surprised because, like, 70s shows depressed me. I didn't like the way they looked. What was depressing about Taxi? <laughs> God, I watched so much Taxi, and I what love was, it. What like, was depressing about Mash? <laughs> so, I mean, I think I watched too much of the seventies Nick at Night, yeah. and it made me like a melancholy kid. <laughs> See, and that's what I was afraid of. That's why I avoided it. Mom like the came, play. My mom came into my room and said, "Your father and I think you should see a psychiatrist. You've been watching too much Taxi. <laughs> You've been watching too much." Too many 70s sitcoms, and it's turned you into uh, just like a real uh, drip. You stare off into the distance <laughs> a lot. Um, uh, ben Affleck was ranked number 41 in Premier Magazine's 2003 annual Power 100 list. In what year? 2001? Uh, 2003. 2003. Tim. Already, the Ben Afflacks are uh, Aff the Affleck Affacts. Because um, then this could be anyone in the Affleck. This could be Casey Affleck. Yeah, I think he, he's he's like actually canceled. I think. Yeah. Uh, what about that Affleck duck? You think Ben? You think when Ben Affleck saw the first commercial for that, he was like, "Oh shit." Here we go. Uh, oh, brother. Now I'm going to be competing gonna get, with Gilbert Godfrey. Now I'm going to get lampooned on podcasts. <laughs> um, Tom, this is the last Affleck Afflacked oh, I will afflict you with. Um, mm -hmm. With the exception of Clerks, mm -hmm. uh, he has appeared in all of Kevin Smith's View Askewniverse films. Huh. Which is like... Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Chain Silent Bob, Strike Back, mm -hmm. the new reboot. Clerks 2. Clerks 2. Uh-huh. I think there's one more. I don't know. But- I didn't- it, Where is he in Clerks 2? Uh, he has like a cameo of like, as like an angry customer or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, I think I do remember that. Yeah. Are you surprised that- Kevin Smith hasn't like remastered Clerks yet and like digitally inserted Ben Affleck into <laughs> it and like Jason Lee. Um, no, I think I think Kevin Smith and, and probably rightly so is like, look, that first Clerks movie is like the only movie that like still has like some like uh, sheen of like <laughs> art to it. And I'm not going to touch it to I mean, to his credit. Um, I do think like he doesn't go back. He's not like yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't rest on his laurel. He exploits all those things, right? But he doesn't like mess with the originals. Yeah, and I think for no other reason than it's just like I don't know how how much good is there to doing that. Whereas like I mean I think that that was the the problem with why George Lucas did that with his with the uh, like Star Wars movies. I think was because he was bored. You know, he was just kind of idle. He's like, I've got a ton of money. I have like, uh, uh, like multiple companies that I started to make mm. these movies. 
they're just sitting around doing nothing right now. Like, why don't I be like, hey, yeah, go back to that movie I wasn't completely happy with and, you know, see what you can work up. See Fire what you up can... them computers. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think Kevin Smith, more than anything, just, like, doesn't really have that luxury of, like, nope, I made all that money on Clerks and now I can just, like, keep diddling with it. Right. Yeah, I don't think... I think he also rightly assumes, like... If I get people to watch Clerks again, they're going to be like, mm, this was good at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's, that's the problem, too. That it's not like, oh, like Star Wars was, you know, they would still play it in theaters right. decades later. And like Clerks, it's like, nah, it's still good, but it's not like, man. Is it? Are you willing to say that? When's the last time you saw Clerks? Yeah, I don't. I don't know for sure. I mean, I, I liked it a lot, mm. you know years ago but yeah i mean i haven't I rewatched saw clerks it. when i was too young to see clerks it taught me a lot of things <laughs> that i shouldn't have known about i watched the new uh the first episode of the new he-man and the masters of the universe that mm. kevin smith wrote that's very controversial because spoiler alert for anybody that doesn't want to be spoiled on a cartoon uh the first episode he kills he-man and skeletor really yeah and that's why people are so <laughs> mad <laughs> Um, like really like oh yeah like fully like gets them into a situation where it's like uh uh skeletor like sacrifices himself kind of they're like tricky man but then like when that's happening he man has to like absorb the energy to like save the universe so they both die <laughs> and like it seems like it's fairly permanent you know who knows they, they could come up with something like to, this, yeah yeah um and i think this is only like the first half of the season they're gonna do a second half but i liked it and i think they did a good job of like you know i was a he-man fan when i was fucking four or five years old i don't remember what any episode was ever <laughs> about i'm sure they were absolute mind-numbing garbage so I kind of like the like, well, we're going to go back and we're going to make this like the way you think it was, <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, and also I like in the show, they like fully embrace all the design of like the characters and everything. It's based on the toys yeah. rather than the cartoon. And it's like, yeah, I remember the toy. Like I remember the proportions of, yeah. the, of the figures more than I remember like you know, what the cartoon looked like. Uh, so I kind of liked it in, in that aspect of like, yeah, go full on. Like this was, this was a fucking commercial to sell toys to children. So make it the full commercial, but then subvert things because why not? Who cares? And then I remembered that the, the clerk's cartoon was fantastic. The clerk's cartoon day. was good. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, Kevin Smith knows how to make cartoons. Yeah. Should maybe, Make a Ben Affleck cartoon. Ooh. I will if there was an adventures of Ben Affleck cartoon, Ben Affleck did the voice, Kevin Smith wrote it. What would he do? He'd go to Dunkies every day and like so like the character Dunkin' Donuts would be, you know, one of the recurring characters. He would play himself. He would still be like, just be like there wouldn't be any kind of he goes on adventures. No, he solved mysteries. Okay. Yeah, he solved mysteries around Hollywood that happened. 
Matt Damon would come once in a while. Yeah. It's a sidekick. Yeah, it's like a sidekick of, uh, you know, what do you think Matt Damon would be like? You think he'd be like comic relief, maybe. Maybe. Or you, or you see him as like a scrappy do to, to Ben Affleck's Scooby Doo. How is Matt Damon positioned these days? What do you mean? Like, what's his deal? What he's has a, he been doing? What has he, he been I'll up tell to? You what he's been doing. He's been touching J Lo's butt, Tim. Have you no, not no, been no, reading no, Matt the Damon. newspaper? Matt oh, Matt Damon. Damon. Jesus, we've been talking about Ben Affleck <laughs> for an hour, Tom. I know what he's up to. Um, he he's in that new Stillwater movie. Yeah, uh, I know. He just shot. Uh, he has like a little bit of a bigger part. It sounds like in the new Thor movie. Okay, but like he's not like like it for a while like he was like super busy. He was like action hero Jason yeah, Bourne, but like that's not. Yeah, he's like done with Jason Bourne. Right. Uh, so like I don't know where I don't know what where he fits into the Affleckiverse um, yeah. when it when it comes to the Kevin Smith cartoon version. Yeah. Uh, do you think Jennifer Gardner's in in the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. And it's what, platonic, supportive. Yeah. Um. Do you think maybe she's like the penny to his Inspector Gadget? No, I think she's more of like, um, I don't know what the cartoon equivalent of, but like more of like the Charlie of Charlie's Angels. Oh, so where she like, gives Ben Affleck his missions? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think she's like, I think she she's more together than Ben Affleck. Yeah. Right? Maybe so people, like, people. She's not working for him. She's, oh, but Penny was doing all the work. That's what I'm I saying. See. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and. But she deserves the credit. Penny never got the credit. Yeah. And that's I think true. people would be pissed if Jennifer Garner. Didn't get credit. Toiling away and then didn't yeah. get credit. Well, what if Jennifer Gardner? She was like the person people came to with their problems, and then but sometimes there were problems that like required somebody to get their hands a little dirty, and that's when she calls her ex husband Ben Affleck, <laughs> <laughs> and and he he's at the local Dunkin' Donuts. He's shooting the shit with uh with the owner who mm. who works there, who's a, a recurring you know like a uh, buddy, and uh, he's like, all right, I'll take the case. That's gonna be if it's a if it's a Kevin Smith production, Jason Mewes is gonna do the voice of. Yeah, of, I guess Jason yeah. Mewes would probably be the the guy working uh, working at the uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, and the two of them would just talk about like their recovery and like be like <laughs> <laughs> smoking cigarettes and drinking a lot of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. See, I was thinking they, they you know, they'd be talking about. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think. I didn't think they'd what be is talk- Ben Affleck oh, I, talking I, about? I, I thought they'd be talking about like you know, like '80s cartoons or something. They'd be having like clerk styles oh, arguments yeah. about. Things. But I feel like that doesn't ring true yeah, for it's, Affleck. It's done now. Yeah, he'd be like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I don't know what he talks about. Who knows what he talks about? I mean, neither of us have a nice enough butt to get close enough to to you know 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 what he's really like. Yeah. I mean, what we should do is become a filmmaking team, mm-hmm. get on uh, Project Greenlight. Project Greenlight. That way we can get close to him. Tim, all right. Project Greenlight season five, is it? Four or five? The only good season. The, the, the only one that I watched. The the latest season of Project Greenlight, which is already like the final six years season. ago. Uh, never say never, Tim. That show has died and come back a lot of times. Oh. It is on HBO Max. 
Uh, I assume. <laughs> I don't even know. No, it is. It is. I checked. Yeah, no, I watch. I watch, <laughs> did I tell you? I watched yeah. the whole season about a month ago. So anybody that's unfamiliar, the, this this came about early on. This was like a Miramax thing uh, in like the late 90s, early 2000s, I want to say, was the first project. Yeah, light. I think more early 2000s. It's when Ben Affleck and Matt Damon started producing shows. Right. Like the one show Lost. Mm-hmm. Which is not lost that we know, right? But it was like a reality or a game show, yeah. Where it was essentially actually the Running Man, right? Where like there'd be a contestant that like was hiding out, was hiding, and they could go anywhere, but viewers at home could <laughs> catch him for a cash yeah. prize. Um, and a fantastic idea for a show. It was supposed to debut, I think, like. Uh, September 13th, 2001. Oh, I didn't know they actually made it. No, like it was live. It was supposed to be like live live because like you're supposed to be like, he's in my city. I'm going to go find (laughs) him and catch him. Um, Which the implications of that too are just like- Well, yeah, um, yeah, you might have problems. But um, the idea I think was going to be that like they could go anywhere in the world, but like it was like, oh no, like- (laughs) <laughs> flights are canceled and yeah. like it's and like, also now, nobody really wants to watch yeah this like hey let's go on a manhunt for this yeah. guy they're like yeah we got people we're trying to find actually <laughs> not to- for the guy we actually want to <laughs> yeah. find but for a yeah. television show contestant um yeah so it was like early 2000s uh project green light the idea it was uh two of them and what's the other guy's name chris something or other uh, uh, like their their producing partner, and it was like, hey, we're gonna find talent. I couldn't think of one famous person with the name Chris. There, there's a million of them. They're all in the Marvel movies. All the hunks. Chris Cooper. <laughs> Chris Cooper's not a, a Marvel movie hunk. Tom, I don't watch Marvel. Chris movies. Hemsworth, Chris Evans, right. Chris Pratt. All right. Um. So the idea was basically a riff on their success of. Like, hey, we were discovered out of nowhere, not really, but a little bit. And we, you know, made made uh, Goodwill Hunting and look at us now. We want to do that for somebody else. Uh, so we're going to just like take script submissions and it's going to be like a reality show. But then we're going to make the movie. So it's like a contest. But then we make the movie. And it never worked. <laughs> and and the last time they did it. They never produced a good movie. No. Uh, and like, not only did they never produce a good movie, they never produced a movie that didn't have like significant problems of just like, oh, there are like scenes missing mm. that like the story wasn't finished. So it kind of doesn't make sense. Um, they, and they like never really shot them like indie movies. Like the idea was like, we're going to make this like an indie movie, but it was always like the Hollywood idea of an indie movie. I mean, that was kind of like the Miramax brand. Yeah, I guess. But like, but it seemed like they still didn't give them enough money to actually mm-hmm. do that. Um, now, do you feel like that is kind of the whole point of it? Where it's like, if you saw a, if you watched a TV show week to week that had a smooth running production. Oh, of course. Yeah. Would you keep tuning in? Like, by design, are these movies meant to be shit? Well, I know because I think they're like, walking a fine line. I don't think they realized how fine a line they were working yeah. to make the production compelling enough and the final project. Well, I think it was watchable really enough. just the last the last season of Project Greenlight 
that was like the most reality show esque mm-hmm. with like crazy conflicts. Like I've seen the other seasons, at, you know, like a long time ago when they aired. And like that was really that was when, you know, like the real world was a reality show. So it was like more like, oh, we're just going to try and document the process mm-hmm. here. And as a result, those shows weren't at nearly as much fun to watch because right. it was more like oh, they're dealing with like real problems of making a movie, not like conflicting egos and personalities yeah. and stuff. In the real world, like the conflict in the first season was like, who's going to get the phone? Yeah. <laughs> Can you get the phone? That was yeah. That that was a huge conflict. Yeah. They they got real mad at each other about that. Did um, you watch the Real World reunion on Paramount? I I haven't watched Tom, it yet. You gotta watch it. It's the best thing. Well, I've that's watched. not about. Th- this is about Ben Affleck. Sorry, was sorry, he ever sorry. on the Real uh, World? Um, uh, that's well, no. <laughs> ben Affleck should be on the Real World. No, because I was like, oh, he should have a reality show. No. Nah. In a post Kardashian world, like no, we know yeah. how that's gonna go. We don't want we don't want him to be this. No. I want him to make more prestige movie. Anyway, go on. Talk about Oh, uh, I was just gonna say the the early seasons, they they just made bad they always made bad movies, but like they weren't as I don't think they were trying to make a compelling t- I thought I think that they were new enough to filmmaking. Mm. That they were like, no, this will be compelling enough on its own. They were extras in Field of Dreams, Tom. Wow. Were they in the stands or were they baseball players? Um, I think in the stands. Okay. Um, they might have been in the stands when uh, Gabby Hoffman uh, choked on that hot dog and her lips <laughs> turned purple and it scarred me for life. <laughs> If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can uh, uh, check out our second show, Books the Podcast. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got a controversial one this week. Oh, boy. We are reading If I Did It by O.J. Simpson. And to be clear, we are not endorsing this book. No, we're just reading it. It's an abhorrent book. Yeah. Look, sometimes you got to read books that are shitty. To let everybody know how shitty they are. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're not endorsing it, but we're reading it because look, we're we're, we're journalists. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's gotta read these books and tell everybody about what what happens in them. Mm-hmm. And who, if not us, booksmen, books of podcasts, OJ Simpson, he's gonna be he's in all the episodes with us. He's a good close personal friend, but that aside, we are going to be completely fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash complete guide. You can follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. Uh, that's all the plugs I'm going to do for today. All right. You fi- eh, go find to out Discord. everything There's else. a Discord. There's a Reddit. Go yeah. do that. Go on our website. You'll if find you are links. a patron, I should probably say this on the Patreon show. And you're not in the Discord. What are you mm-hmm. doing? You got yeah. you, you get this whole private channel where yeah. you know, Tom and I can't see what you're writing. <laughs> That's not true. We can see. But anybody can join the Discord. Yeah. It's just that there's a private mm-hmm. Patreon channel. Hey, and Ben Affleck, if you're listening, we'll give you an invite to the to the private channel. Yeah. Ben Affleck, if you're listening, you reach out, you get your own channel. Maybe just to maybe talk we to put our own chat. Maybe we put a Ben Affleck channel on our on our Discord anyway. Yeah, maybe we just make a private channel 
for Ben Affleck and J-Lo to talk, and <laughs> we don't have access to it. Tim Tim's winking. <laughs> that doesn't come across. Yeah, but then we could see what they were saying. And they're probably looking. They're probably like, how do we how do we stay in touch? Exactly. Well, I mean, they're both on the move, Tom. Yeah. They're on the go. And I bet if you pitch this, if you told and J-Lo would be like, oh, yeah, I have Discord. Yeah, I'm on Discord on my phone. I'm a Discord Nitro member. I pay for the uh, the premium subscription. Uh, I'm listening. We could have our own our own private server. No, our own private channel. Okay. Well, even that, I'll take it. Tom, what's your favorite Ben Affleck movie? Um, or no, what's your favorite Ben Affleck performance? I don't know. Hard to say. Suicide Squad. Uh, you know what? He was good in that. He's he, not even credited in it. Yeah, he's in. I mean, he's in one scene, but it is like a good Batman performance. I think. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I liked him in Gone Girl a lot. You see his wiener. You know what? Gone Girl scared me too much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a sign of a good movie. I know, but like, I was like. Not you know, I wasn't like scared, like oh, I'm gonna get murdered or I'm gonna get gone girl or whatever. <laughs> it made me. It made me. Um, they're gonna make me a gone girl. I, I was. Uh, uh, I was like, uh, is this what like society is like now? I don't understand society. It made me feel real out of touch. I mean, it, it was a fictional story. It's not like this is based on. This has happened hundreds of times. Uh, no, women no. Women have gone girl their husbands. Yeah, no. I just think the 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 people in that movie. I'm just like, there are people like this. Yeah. No, I'm I mean, out. there there aren't that many. I don't it's kind of like it, like I feel the same like way a, about a that psychopath that I do about uh, climate change. What's that? Like, there's nothing I can do about this. We're all fucked. So you feel about Gone Girl the same way you do about climate change? Yeah, about what the implications of Gone Girl for society and the fact that people like this exist uh-huh. is the same as the implications, in my mind, of, of, of climate change. It's like, why do we even bother? All right, we'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.